Hello and welcome to another episode of Father and Joe. I'm Joe Rocky here with Father Boniface X. And Father, this episode is releasing on Tuesday of Holy Week. And obviously Holy Week is is commemorating the, the passion of Christ, ultimately with, with the resurrection being the the highlight of everything, of, of, of the week, of our faith, of everything. And during Holy Week, we see Christ go through perhaps more different emotions in a quick span of time than we do in any other point throughout the liturgical year. You know, we, we start on Palm Sunday with him being welcomed as a king and adored as a celebrity, essentially, to on Holy Thursday going to virtually dreading and knowing what's going to happen, but still being willing to go through what's going to happen. And then the physical pain of it, the emotional pain of having your number one follower bailing on you and in our vernacular, hanging you out to dry and still being willing at the end of the day to be obedient to God and to be forgiving to those who are around him in terms of the other uh, members being crucifixed around him. So we see this wider range of emotion in one calendar week during the liturgical year. And it gets to, uh, what I'm leading up to here is that Christ went through all this stuff just as we have. You know, we obviously haven't died yet. But we have gone through pain. We have been let down by people around us that we thought would never let us down. We knew the writing on the wall that something bad was about to happen, and it did. You know, there's sometimes whenever you can see a, a train wreck coming, so to speak, and it still happens. And there's a point that if there's Christ telling you to do it, you still should do it. So I wanted to lead into talking about how. Christ went through all this and he was like us in in so many ways and to have that being a point of reflection as we look back at, at this upcoming week of the passion but also to kind of in you know imbue it in us so that when it's the middle of May or the middle of August we still can have something in there to recognize it because what Christ went through is just as relevant in November as it is here approaching Easter. So I want to give you the floor now. And Yeah, I would say uh, in, a, in a kind of fundamental way, what we learn from the Christian revelation is Jesus embraces the fullness of our humanity. And so we, we get some certain glimpses of his suffering, his experience of betrayal, his uh, feeling of uh, abandonment and, you know, some of the intensity of Holy Week, and then certainly the joy of Easter and his emergence from those things. So <clears throat> you talk about experiencing a variety of human emotions uh, or all the emotions, but just fundamentally, he enters into the fullness of the human experience. So everything that's legitimately human, which is everything except sin, sin is not actually a part of us. Sin is something that violates the way that we were made. <clears throat> but everything that's authentically human, Christ 
enters into. And by entering into it, he unites it to God. He divinizes it. He fills it with God because he himself is God. And so his tears are divine tears and our tears become divine tears. His pain from betrayal is divine pain. And so our pain also becomes divine pain. Uh, there's that old parable of the of King Midas, who everything he touched turned to gold, which became problematic because when your son turns to gold, you don't actually want him to be gold. You want him to be your son. But <clears throat> that idea of everything he touches becomes divine. Uh, that's a beautiful thing because that divine means enhanced. It means it becomes more fully what it was meant to be. It is brought to its perfection, brought to its uh, completion. So Christ touches everything that's human and he brings humanity to its completion. At the same time, healing the wounds, the things that are not human, the consequences of our sin, which, which tear apart the fabric of our being. I mean, just to take it at a simple level, when we start to lie, it starts to violate our own integrity. And then we start to lose a concept of the dis difference between, you know, lies and truth. And, and we can get caught in a tangle in a web of lies. You know, we know that you, you forget who you told what to. And, and it violates the, the very core of our being. And we feel the disintegration that happens in that cascade of sin. Jesus enters into all of that and he speaks truth. He suffers the consequence of the lies and he begins to put back the human, put the human heart back together again. And, and that's what we see in a, you know, in a profound and deep way as he enters into everything. It's the best way to say it rather than trying to correlate. Well, he felt this here and he did this here and he said this here just to say broadly speaking, Jesus entered into everything human any human suffering, Christ took it on himself. And not just human suffering as a general category, but your human suffering, your loss that you experienced earlier today. Jesus felt that. He bore that in his humanity and he made it divine. He brings it into the Father's embrace. He dignifies it by paying attention to it, by caring about it from the inside, so much so that he feels it and experiences it himself from the inside. And so he transforms all that's human into something divine. And so we can allow ourselves to be transformed or not. So that's the choice that comes to us. He doesn't force anything on us. He enters into and he walks all of the paths. He touches all of the places. He feels all of the things. He bears all of the wounds. He does it all. But then we have to choose to let him carry our wounds, be inside of us, let ourselves be transformed by his presence. He touches what is human, but we have to be touched. We have to let ourselves be touched by what is divine. And, and that's the process that we enter into. And the kind of thing that we do is we keep him out of it. We, we have a way of uh, going through something and we have a sense of, I need to do this on my own. And then once I fixed it up, then I can go back to church. Then I can go back to Jesus. Then I can go back to my relationships. We have this idea of, of doing it. You know, it, it makes me think of a, of a dog who carries a T-bone steak and he, he drags it off into the corner and faces the corner and blocks it with his body until he's devoured that thing. And then he can get back to the normal living. And we have a way of doing that with our, 
with our human suffering. It's like I drag this thing that I'm embarrassed about, that I'm suffering from, that I don't know how to communicate, that I'm not good at, that I'm ashamed of, that we have a way of dragging it into the corner and trying to like fix it all up there on our own. And then we're ready to face the world again. And, you know, and that's all understandable, but like, let Jesus be in the corner with you. And let him into that place. And, and normally speaking, we do that with the help of other people. It's, it's when we're able to share what we're ashamed of, what we're suffering from, what we're hurting from, what we're insecure about, what we feel hopeless about, what we're, uh, where we feel lost or overwhelmed. Or, you know, it's, it's by sharing those things with people that we ordinarily bring them before God. Now, sometimes we can do that also in a supernatural way in our own prayer or, you know, having had the having had those things touched by human compassion, uh, then we're able to also let them be touched by divine compassion. But <clears throat> learning to bring our whole lives into the presence of God, knowing that he sees and loves and feels and touches and walks with and he's in it. He's really in it and he wants to be in it. He doesn't want to just like fix it up and throw it away. He wants to transform it through love from within. And that's what we walk during Holy Week. We walk this loving path of the divine Savior who himself has walked every human path, every one of them, yours included. He's walked every human path. And in Holy Week, we, we walk that with him. We watch him walk all human paths, and then we we. May we take our part, we take our place, and we we come by his side, and we allow him to take it, take us through it. That's the other thing is he doesn't get to the resurrection without dying, so we've got to go through it, and that's what also often holds us back. Is like I don't want to go through it. I want to set it aside. It's a little like our last podcast, you know. I want to put it in the irrelevant category and move on with life. I don't want to deal with that broken relationship. I don't want to deal with the divorce. I don't want to deal with the loss of my child. I don't want to deal with my own personal failure. I don't want to deal with the fact that I was fired. I don't want to deal with my human frailty and the sickness I went through and the trauma. I don't want to deal with it. I want to leave it behind and move on. But the only way that we move on really is by passing through it. And the only way we can pass through it is by passing through it with another. And that can be a human companion who walks part of the way with us. Ultimately, Christ is the only one who can walk every step of the way with us. And, and we learn to do it with him. We learn to pass through it with him. And there's no rush on that. You know, we, we, we do it as we're able to do it. We take a step at a time. We just don't want to turn these things into cysts, wrap them up in uh, iron tight denial and avoidance and stuff them somewhere and never deal with them. We, we want to open them. We want to keep them at least breathing. Take the band-aid off and, and allow some air to touch the wound. Expose it to Jesus, at least in prayer. Share it with someone that you really trust. we got to keep at least some process happening in some of these areas of our woundedness, and then we can continue on with the, with the process of healing. But, you know, that's, that's fundamentally what we're what we're celebrating in Holy Week, you know, it's the process that we're really invited to go through the entire year, but we see in the intense way, the way that Jesus enters into the worst of what we experience and passes through it. And he makes a path for us to pass through it with him and it opens up into glory. And that's what we celebrate on Easter Sunday. And we have the confidence in being involved in 
something as historic as the church and saying that this has been field tested before from a scientific perspective. You know, we know that following Jesus isn't like a fad diet you're going to see on the internet. It actually works and it actually calls us and it fixes us in many ways. As I've mentioned before, Father, you keep teaching things that science has taken hundreds and thousands of years to be able to scientifically prove what you just said is correct. And in this particular case, going off of your last example with trauma, that uh, neuroscientists have been able to prove that people who have buried trauma away and get it recurrent essentially is your brain saying, okay, now you're healthy enough to deal with it. It's not going to be awesome, but now you're you're moving forward with it to be able to to overcome whatever damage that trauma had done. Going exactly with what you said is that Christ will not rush you. He will not push you to go in ways that you cannot, and he will be there with you throughout all of the, the problems. And it might be hard for someone to say, to, to see the similarities of, I've put something on the internet that I thought I looked really awesome in this picture, but all my best friends are hating on me compared to a St. Peter running away and denying him three times. In reality, even though the action is separated by billions of layers of technology, the human action is the same, a, a sense of abandonment and not going through it, obviously with different severities, but when people say that that there's not a place for for religion in their lives, I, I think that you're missing the boat of there's not a human thing that you could have gone through, good or bad, that, that, that Christ didn't experience. You know, he went through the joys of having successes. You know, they're not always articulated in, in the Bible, but I'd have to imagine that after he stood up to an entire group that wanted to commit justified murder um, and convince them all to walk away, that there's a lot of courage to stand up to all of these people, this mob essentially, and to overcome them. And then after the fact, when you're back talking with your people in your own private corridors to go through the emotions of, wow, I just really did that. Like I, I was able to stand up to a large mob and not only have them stop, but to see that they were wrong. And I know that there's a, you know, that's on the, on the good side. We, I mean, we, we started this podcast talking about the, the negative things that people can go through, but the, the fully human and the fully going through and going all in is something that as we enter Easter and, and this passion to something to fully consider and, and to keep with us throughout that there's the technology difference isn't really the relevant part of this equation. The fact that we can go in a, in a vehicle and get halfway across the world in a day and a half. And he would have taken a lifetime to travel. That isn't what matters. What matters is, is that the relationships and essentially the human nature is the same. And it's something that, that we can continually learn from, you know, we're not learning how to create a dam from the Bible, but we are learning how to treat people and what is right and what is wrong. And ultimately that's more important than the Hoover Dam. You know, if we have a place that 
you know, everyone can feel trusted and figure out how to overcome things. We're going to be in a better spot by injecting love into our life. And as you've said many times, God is love. So as we conclude this episode with about five minutes left, I want to give you um, a chance to do the final thoughts, especially since we're entering into Easter, which is the highlight of the faith. Yeah, well, I would just really encourage our, our listeners to take advantage of these days coming up to Easter. We were totally closed out of them last year. And uh, one of the things that we developed through the Institute for Ministry Formation, which is the institute that I'm the director of here at St. Vincent Seminary, was an online Triduum retreat in order to help people enter into these mysteries more fully, especially when they couldn't physically participate in their parishes. But we got such a nice response that uh, people said, oh, well, we'd love to do this anyway, because we worked around the liturgies. One could participate in the retreat and do all of the liturgies in their parishes. And so we're going to host that again. And uh, anybody who wants to sign up for that, you can go to treatumretreat.com, I think, or .org, treatumretreat.org, or imf.stvincentseminary.edu. And, and sign up for that. And our theme this year is focusing on exactly these points, that uh, God is love and the fullest revelation of the love of God happens in these days. Holy Thursday, Good Friday, Holy Saturday, Easter Sunday. Those four days, it's really Thursday, Friday, Saturday evening, which is the three days, Triduum. Um, anyway, the... Uh, 72 hours from Thursday evening to Sunday. But um, those three days are really the centerpiece. Everything else in our faith is a kind of replay of different elements of that. Everything's packed into those three days in terms of the fullest revelation of God's love and the, the fullest transformation that he provides for us, the, the greatest grace as in all the ways that we've just talked about. And uh, throughout the last you know, 20 minutes. So um, just encourage people, first of all, to participate. Um, take some time off, you know, take Good Friday off, start Holy Thursday evening, and then really cancel everything those three days. You know, maybe you have a little bit of Easter preparation or something, but primarily take time for reading, take time for prayer, take time to reflect in a way like we were talking about in the last episode. You know, focus on some of these, these things that we don't often focus on, the, the closeness of Jesus to us, the transformation of, uh, of, of our, especially our most painful and traumatic experiences. This past year, you know, like this whole pandemic thing, the quarantine, the isolation, people losing loved ones, not being able to attend funerals, no grieving in proper ways, communal ways, the there's a ton of trauma we've been through in the last year. And it's actually something uh, through our Institute for Ministry Formation emails, Father Sean Matthew Anderson, one of our monks here, who's also a biology professor and studied neuroscience in his doctoral work, uh, walked us through some spiritual biological responses to trauma. And uh, those those are available also on the, the IMF website. And you know, those, those kinds of things, focusing on some of that as we uh, draw close to these most sacred days, these most sacred mysteries, uh, it would be my, my encouragement for, for our listeners. Make it a real special time to go through it, to, to 
go through whatever you need to go through and go through it with Christ and allow him to bring you out the other side so that when Easter Sunday comes and we enter into a whole week of Easter, by the way, we, we can't celebrate. Easter doesn't fit into one day. We celebrate Easter Day until the following Sunday, which we've now called Divine Mercy Sunday. But all eight days, the octave of Easter, all eight days are Easter Easter Day. And so we keep celebrating Easter over and over and over and over again because it's so powerful. It's so important. But we've got to pass through the suffering. We've got to pass through. We've got to touch all those things. We don't have to create suffering for ourselves. Sometimes people get that mis misimpression about Lent. It's like, that's the time you make yourself suffer. Well, no, you don't need to. There's plenty of suffering in life. Lent is the time that you just actually let yourself face some of that and feel it and bring it to Jesus in a, in a particular way and, and be attentive to the suffering of others so, to help them bring it to Jesus in a particular way. So, so this Holy Week can be really powerful for all of us. And so I just really encourage our, our, our listeners to make it a special Holy Week, make it the best one of your life so far. And what a beautiful note to go out on. So we thank everyone for listening and we will be with you again next week.